Flushing girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Oh, Mr. Sheffield. It's a podcast about The Nanny, a hit sitcom from the 90s starring Fran Drescher. Every week, we discuss it. Who's we? Well, I'm Sean DePasquale, and I'm here with... Toria Sheffield. That's right, Toria. We're here for season five, episode 15. Are you ready for it? Mm -hmm. The engagement. And it is not a trick. It is not a treat. It is... It is real, folks. They get engaged this episode. It is well, I guess crazy. you could say it's it is a treat. Oh, it is a treat. It is a treat. <laughs> Honestly, this was a great episode. We mm-hmm. get a flash forward to the future. Very hilarious makeup <laughs> effects. Um, we get uh, a lot of really funny um, Yetta lines. This is a great episode. Yes, I say we dive great- in because I have a lot to say. Okay, okay. So, so we start off right where we left off last week, um, which was, of course, uh, Mr. Sheffield tells Fran he loves her while in Coruscant. It's a whole thing. But so now we we start, they're at the mansion front door coming home from their trip. Mm -hmm. And she's literally like, you know, they're doing the whole like, Fran, Maxwell, I love you. I love you. And then they walk in and like the other kids and Niles are just like hanging out. And Mr. Sheffield's basically like, I have an announcement to make. I told Mrs. Oh, did he say Fran? He's like, I told Miss Fine I loved her. And everybody just kind of looks super bored. And then he's like, oh, oh, and I and I didn't take it back this time. And then everyone <laughs> jumps up in excitement and cheers. Like at this yeah. momentous, yeah. momentous news. Which um, is really cute. I really like how excited the family like they never got into the whole like, no, we don't want her to replace mom like trope that they do on a lot of the shows like this. I like that they just are like all in. They love Fran, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's like they – like we've always said she infused this family with the heart that they had been missing. Um, and so they yeah. love her. Maybe – I mean they fell in love with her first almost. Um, mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Niles looks at Cece and he goes, should I get you a fork? And she's like, why? And he goes, to stick it yourself. You're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His deliveries in this episode and actually the next were killing me. Um, yeah. But – so we've established that they're calling each other Fran and Maxwell. They're saying they love each other. It's yeah. it's not an open secret anymore. It's just out there. And so in the next scene, uh, Fran and Maxwell, they're sitting in his office. And they're eating spaghetti like Lady in the Tramp style <laughs> where they're like sucking it down and then kissing. And, and Cece, who, by the way, is extremely pregnant now. Oh, like- it's so funny. I wrote the same note. I wrote, Cece looks like she's about to have 100 babies, not just <laughs> yes. one baby. Yes. <laughs> She is ready to pop. Yeah, she's the most pregnant that any pregnant person's ever been. And God bless her. I mean, it's not even fat. She doesn't even look fat. She looks pregnant as fuck. Yes, pregnant AF. Um, But she is just sickened by this whole display. And she turns to Niall and she's like, "Mm, like, you know, it's so sad. Mm-hmm. Maxwell's going to weasel out of this just like always, and it's going to break Nanny Fine's heart. And even though she's saying it like kind of like in a shot in Freud away, um, I'm like, you know, this really isn't a bad guess. <laughs> like, like history, yeah. it, it, like really, like history has proven that is the more likely scenario. Um, and DC has oh. an interesting. There's like an interesting going on in this episode because of that. Because it seemed like at one, like you. Like at one moment you're like, oh, Cece's super jealous. And then in another moment, you're like, 
but she's also like very, very right, you know? And then yeah. you're also like, oh, is she trying to like get in Fran's head and like sabotage this? But then also she's not like lying really. She's just like, she's like yeah. saying what happens every time. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's really cool. Like the way that this character is developed to the point where like, she's got so many facets to like mm-hmm. what would normally be like a kind of mustache twirly, like I'll break you up, you know? Yeah. I mean, and she's just like, just trying to like rain on Fran's parade. Cause I think it mm-hmm. makes her feel better about how, how miserable she is. Absolutely. And, and so then we cut to a few days later and Fran and Cece are actually in the kitchen. And she even says, she's like, Oh, you know, Nanny Fine, it's adorable that you think this is going to, to change things between you and Maxwell. Like that, that, you know, him saying, I love you is going to change anything because it's mm-hmm. so obvious that he only said that so he could just stall and drag this on for even more time, you know? And then <laughs> she goes, and you know, you'll eventually just get sick of it and die. <laughs> and then she's like, but I, like a cockroach, was here before you and I'll be here long after. And then she like <laughs> saunters out. <laughs> and, and I was just like, oh man, that's so dark. But she she's like very upfront with Fran about like, no, I want Maxwell. I'm like, trust me, he's still not going to commit and eventually you'll get sick of it. And and this cuts to this amazing sequence in Fran's yeah. head because when Cece leaves, she kind of like, she kind of takes what Cece says to heart and then has this like, flash cut forward dream reverie where we see Fran in her – I think she actually says she's 69 years old. And I was like, this woman looks way older than 69. She, yeah, way older. She looks like she should be like 90. Like, yes. and, they, and she's like – they're playing her like she's 90. But she's like, uh, I'm 69. You're like, yeah, oh my yeah. God. But like first, the first thing you notice, she turns around. She still has the big hair. But she has like prosthetic old person makeup on her face. And then her boobs are literally down to her waist. <laughs> Which also – like, I mean, it's a funny visual gag, but like, Fran's boobs aren't even that big to begin with. So, like, where did that sag come from? Like, it's so funny that like, it, yeah, I know they're silly. huge and they're down to her they're waist. Huge and they're down to her waist all of a sudden. And yeah, and then Mr. Sheffield comes in and he's elderly and decrepit as well. And then Niles comes in. Uh, sweeping while riding a motorized scooter, which was like a hilarious beat. And then, you know, they're like all old together and he's like bumping into stuff and they're like, you got it, you got it. You just got stuck. (laughs) And then Cece comes in and she's old, but has clearly had like a massive facelift, which they must have, they must have had to tape her face back with so much tape. It must've been so uncomfortable. She looks like the lady in the movie Brazil. I didn't see it. Uh, That's what she looks like. Uh, We should... I'll find the screenshot. Maybe we can post it with this episode as like a side by side. That would be pretty funny. Oh, okay. right? <laughs> yes, yes. And so, and she comes in, and then even in this far future scenario, Mr. Sheffield is telling Fran that they, you know, they shouldn't rush into things because she's like, I'm not going to wait around forever, Mr. Like, you better ask me to marry you. And he's like, Oh, uh, you know, I really don't think we should jump into things. And then we find out in this also, like, flash forward that. Niles, even Niles and Cece are married, but they're married to each other because of quote a drunken stupor in two thousand six. And my note on that is like I don't think the writers had decided that Niles and Cece were going to end up together yet because I don't think they would have made that joke if that was like their plan. That was my thought because at first I was like, oh, are they foreshadowing? And then I was like, two thousand six. This show doesn't make it to two thousand (laughs) six. So like, what? (laughs) Yeah, and the joke is like they so clearly shouldn't be together that that's why this is funny. So I I bet you, my guess is or my hunch is that didn't happen till later. So Um, like last season, they're just like quickly, we need to we need a plot line, and then 
Yeah, that's kind of what I think. I, <laughs> it sort of feels like that. But um, and then in the in real time, Niles kind of knocks her out of this reverie. Um, and she's like, Niles, like you know, do, do you think it could be possible that Mister Sheffield told me he loved me just to string me along? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh no, I really don't think so. <laughs> and he's like, Though he admittedly isn't very good with commitment, I'm still on a week to week. So sad. The idea that Mister Sheffield keeps Niles on a weekly contract. <laughs> It's so sad. It's also it was also sad to me that in the in that flash forward, I was really bummed out that Niles wasn't retired. You know, I was like, oh no. I know, I know. Also, oh, I should should say this. I realized to any listeners who were hearing a clickety clack and maybe are now, I realized that my glasses bump against my headphones. So I just took them off, but it made it sound like in the last episode that one of us was typing the entire time. <laughs> like, couldn't be bothered to give it our full attention. But no, it's my glasses, and I, I just took them off. Um, but so, okay, so then in the next scene, while, you know, Fran is off kind of worried about being strung along, Mr. Sheffield is in his office, and Niles comes in, and he's he's like, Niles, can you keep a secret? And then Niles is like, well, I'm good until I see another person, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. And then and Mr. Shelby's like, no, 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 this is important. And he pulls out a massive engagement ring, like huge. Elizabeth and, gasped. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this thing. And then in the next episode, we find out where he buys his rings. And i that's actually part of my a nanny trivia is like how much a ring Ooh. like that would cost. It's disgusting. Uh, and, <laughs> and then, but anyway, though, it's back in this episode, Niall sees the ring and he is as thrilled as if he just got proposed to. He literally says it's like the happiest day of his life and he promises he'll keep it a secret. But then literally the second he walks outside the office, he sees Fran and he tells her what's happening but via charades because <laughs> because he, he it's like she's like he's like she's, she's like what is it two words i i and then he like is pointing to, and she's like jew i jew yeah i'm a jew and then he's like no 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 and then it's i do and she realizes the proposal is coming yeah and- but before that her first reaction he comes running out of maxwell's office and he's like the most happy we've ever seen now is like the most elated. And her first line is she goes, oh, did Cece die? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did Miss Babcock die? <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then this next scene was so fun. It oh, very much so was, fun. If none of our listens, listeners have probably seen Bye Bye Birdie, or maybe some of them have, but it's had a very Bye Bye Birdie thing where – Fran is in the kitchen and she calls Sylvia. So we've got this split scene between Fran and Sylvia. And she's like, Ma, I'm getting married. And then Sylvia, though, gets a call on the other line. And she, like, basically puts Fran on hold. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out it's the Chinese food restaurant. Or it's Mr. Chung from the Chinese food restaurant that she ordered from. And Mr. Chung is literally saying he she he thinks she ordered too much food there's no way one person can eat this all <laughs> and then she's like you know mr chung i don't have time my daughter's engaged and he's like oh my gosh and then he gets a call <laughs> on the other line and it's val so now we've got like fran in one corner sylvia in the other mr chung and val val's complaining about you know how long it's taking to get her delivery and he's like sorry like i'm on the other line with sylvia fine like her daughter's engaged so now val knows and then val calls up like a rabbi and then all these people are getting added to the screen and you can tell they're all chatting to each other and then all of a sudden you know sylvia's talking to fran again but she gets another call on the line and it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a yada and she's like ma you'll never guess mr sheffield's proposing and yada's like 
I hope you say no. It'll crush Franny. <laughs> Thinking that like, <laughs> Sylvia's saying he's going to propose to her. And then we, and then Sylvia gets another line. And now it's the rabbi who's heard from Val or someone. And he's like, Mazel Tov on your daughter. And he's like, also, I'm not accusing, but we found raisinets in the organ bay again. <laughs> and then this all goes on and on until finally it's like Niles, you know, Sylvia calls Niles to confirm. And all at the same time, all these people go, I just hope he doesn't take it back. Yeah. Um, and it was very fun. And it was also funny because then it ends with it just being Fran and Sylvia on the line again. And Fran's like, Ma, like I got disconnected, but I wanted to tell you, remember, it's a big secret. I, I'm not even supposed to know. And then Sylvia just goes, who am I going to tell? <laughs> so it was like very cute. It was just adorable. I loved it. I did too. I thought it was, I thought it was a really, really good. That, that Yetta line was like the first of several great lines she has in this episode. It was so well directed and edited. It was great. That was a fantastic sequence. Yep. Um, and very enjoyable. So then in the next scene, you know, Fran's in the living room and she kind of knows this proposal is going to happen at some point. And Mr. Sheffield comes in and he's like, Miss Fine, I have something to ask you. And she instantly turns on the song. Um, cherish, you know, it's like cherish is the one. Da, 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 da. I have no, I can't. Da, say da, 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 da. Is that it? I don't know how many times I wish that I could hold you. Yeah, I yeah, you, you've got that sweet Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I sing something, it's sometimes unrecognizable because I can't hold the tune. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll play a snippet of it. Under play the, while play we're the whole thing. No, just, I'll play the whole thing. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Who, what are they going to sue me? <laughs> Come after me. What are they going to do? Stop listening? No, who please that, don't. Who is that? The loving spoonful? What are they going to get? They're probably all dead by now. <laughs> what if we find out that like one of the loving spoonfuls is a devout listener and they're just like, <gasps> oh, no, it's not. It's the, it's a, it's the association. Oh, even more one hit wondery. Come you at know, me, association. That's negative speak. We don't need that negative speak on this podcast. I love that song. But anyway, uh, so yeah, and they have a great. They have a lot of great. They have uh, Windy and Along Comes Mary. They have a lot of great songs. <gasps> I love actually. Along Comes Mary. Um, I know. <laughs> so, okay, sorry. Um, then, uh, oh yeah, so she turns that song on, thinking that like this is going to be the moment she gets proposed yes. to. But instead, he's just like, you know, I'd like, you know, I'd like to invite you to dinner tonight. I've reserved. The Rainbow Room, which is very fancy schmancy. It is in Rockefeller Center. And I think it, it it's like one of the best views in New York City. And he's like, and you know, I'd like you to invite all your family because it's going to be very special. Um, and then I have this note there where I was like, I suddenly was like, don't you think this is happening too fast? Like, like they, like it took him forever mm -hmm. to say, I love you and forever to call him Fran. And now like he's proposing. And I was just like, I don't know how I feel about this anymore. <laughs> really? Kind of. I mean, oh they, man, not they, me. I was like, it's about freaking time. I, I mean, have know? they even like done it? Yeah, I don't know that they had. But but the, oh well, I, I mean, know. look, man, a lot of people get together without having having uh, the sex, but they have been living together, so at least they know they can do that. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I just thought it's, we were gonna maybe get a bigger moment of them finally like going to bed together. Someday, you thought there but, would be like a oh. Oh, not even a bigger courtship. You just thought there would be like a much more like, oh, and they're going to do it scene. Yeah, I thought maybe both, mm. honestly. Like the do it scene and like, you know, the audience would be like, woo, woo. And then like, you know, something like that. And they close the door and we, you know, that's it. Um, Did we not get that? I guess we, ne we never, they never ended up, 
they like tricked us one time, right? There was an episode where they make it seem like they do, but then they don't yeah, actually yeah. have sex. That whole thing. I thought that would be a bigger yeah. like like um mm. step in their relationship. And then I thought, yeah, they might have a little more courtship. But either way, what's happening is happening, you know? Yeah, Can't fight it. So that night, the you know, like Sylvia and Yetta and I think Val and the kids, they're all in the living room dressed nicely. Fran descends the stairs and she's in this like, you know, really beautiful gown and and it's really cute. Brighton has the video camera because they all, even they're not supposed to know, they like know this is the night that Mr. Sheffield's proposing. So he's like videotaping. And Yetta, of course, just thinks someone died. <laughs> and I love it because Sylvia goes, no one died, Ma. Fran's getting married. And then Sylvia goes, finally, these three kids will have a father. Uh, <laughs> just, just yeah, never knows what's going on. It's such um, a good line. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and so Cece's also there because Niles invited her because, you know, he wants to torture her. Um, and we cut to then even later that night. And everyone is still waiting on Mr. Sheffield. Like it's well past the time he was supposed to be home. He's super late. And, you know, like the kids are getting bored. Cece's sort of taunting her being like, oh yeah, like cold feet told you this would happen. But Fran's like, no, no. Like I, I am convinced he is coming. Like I believe in my heart, this is happening. Um, and then the phone rings and he actually does indeed say like, he's just running late. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then we cut to this very sweet scene where we go to Mr. Sheffield at the theater and he's holding a photograph in his hand. And it turns out it's a photo yeah. of his first wife, Sarah. I love this. I know. I got a little teary eyed. Me too. Um, I thought this was like, I thought it was very sweet and heartfelt and it made me feel sad for him. And I was really glad that they like acknowledged this because mm -hmm. it does feel like sometimes like they don't, you know, it's like, they don't, I know I get it. They don't want to like bog the show down with like sad. It's like a sitcom, you know, but it was really nice that we see him sort of like put this to rest for himself and give himself permission to like mm -hmm. move, you know, move on from Sarah and be with, with, uh, Fran. With Fran. And he kind of like, you know, he's sort of talking to Sarah. He's like, you know, you know, I, I miss you and you're always a part of my heart and you always will be, but I've met this really special woman and I think you'd really like her. And he's kind of like, getting her blessing before he does this. And then, so, I have to admit, I was not expecting this to happen in the next scene. And it got very ominous, very fast. Yes. He, he walks out the back alley of the theater yes. at the door. And then this guy kind of comes up to him a little too close. And he's like, you got the time. <laughs> and then like four other guys, like, get even closer and the music gets very ominous. And Mr. Sheffield like looks at them and very seriously, he's like, you don't actually want the time, do you? And then we just kind of cut away. And I was like, if this was like a movie, like something legitimately horrible would be happening right now. I know. It was it was like a little melodramatic. And then especially <laughs> then when the reveal 
when Fran finds him later and he's just like, I don't know, they pushed him into some boxes. Like, he wasn't even, like, beat up that bad. Like, well, no, like, I mean, oh, they, those not, ruffians. I, no, I think it was the opposite. Like, his head was like, he had some blood on his head. Like, it looked serious to me. I think he'd been passed out for a while. But so then we cut back to the mansion. And now everyone's been waiting, like, a very long time. And, and they all kind of have this foregone conclusion that he has bailed on Fran again. And um, <laughs> uh, Niles is even asleep on the couch at this point, and he happens to be holding a rose. And yet, oh no, he's not holding a rose. He's just asleep on the couch. Yetta comes over to him, takes a rose and puts it on his chest, and then goes, "They did a beautiful job with him." <laughs> Again, thinking this is like an open gasket or something. And then I just, and then, and then she looks at this like a uh, vase of roses, and she goes. Sammy and I brought those. And <laughs> she really believes it. And then and then Brighton, he's like, he's about to be like, Yetta, he's not dead. But then he almost just like submits and he just pats her on the back and goes, It's the nicest one, <laughs> which I thought was so sweet. <laughs> like letting her believe that this is a funeral and that she did bring the most beautiful flowers. <laughs> I love, I love like <laughs> I mean, I point it out every time it happens, but I, I, it's, it's like weird, but I do love Yetta dementia jokes. Like, <laughs> it's very funny that she like never knows where she is, and she's always they like. It's very good. It's it's very cute. But her thinking Niles was dead was <laughs> so good. Well, it's always hardest I, for the youngest to accept. <laughs> yes, yes, because because Brian's like he's not dead. She's like it's always hardest for the youngest <laughs> to accept. <laughs> um, and then uh, the thing is, though, Fran, though, is still convinced in her heart of hearts that something must have happened. She's like, mm-hmm. he did not do this to me. And she's like, and I'm going to find him. Yeah. And she, in my head, I, I was like, why, though? Like, it really seems like he would have stood you up. But anyway, she is right. So she <laughs> leaves and she ends up at the back door of the theater where she knows he would have come out of. And sh- she's like banging on the door. No one's answering. And then she hears him like groaning. And and then there was like this big pile of trash nearby. And he's actually like in the trash. And she like goes over and runs over to him and kneels beside him. And is like, you know, he's kind of coming too groggily. And she's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And he's like, oh no. He's like, I've ruined the whole evening. I'm so sorry, friend. I'm so sorry. He's like, I wanted this to be the most romantic life of your entire life. And then he's like, but and, and she's like, all I care is that you're okay. And then he's like, oh, they got the ring. And she's like, those bastards. <laughs> but <laughs> But then he kind of looks around and in this very sweet moment, I think which is especially sweet coming from like such a wealthy man, he finds this like can in the garbage and he pops off the like ring, the, uh, what are those even called? Like, you know, those rings that are on the top of those cans. Yeah. The thing, the thing, I don't know, like that you open the (laughs) soda can with like a little pop top. Yeah. Yeah. And Uh he places it on her finger and he's like, Fran, will you marry me? And She's like, what do you think? And they kiss. And it's so sweet. Yep. Uh, but then there is, I mean, to be honest, a montage, I could slightly take it or leave. It's because it's a montage. Well, I guess I like this. Of all the times that they've ever kissed to the song Cherish, which is very sweet. But then we do end with her yelling, I'm getting married from earlier in the episode, which yeah. <laughs> would seem like a, like a creative choice where I was like, uh, maybe they just didn't know how to end this montage. But it was a that- cute montage. It was a cute montage, but I I had the same 
feeling where I was like, I guess I didn't know how to end this. So they just went with like footage they already showed. It was very weird, but whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, my only note at the end of this was, first of all, it was, it's a momentous episode in the canon of this series. It is like yes. four and a half seasons in the making. But then I wrote, yep. this episode is so perfect because we were a few weeks away from Sean and Liz's wedding. That's true. We are. Okay. We are. Uh, well, so close july 8th i don't know when this episode comes out i'm bad with math but we gotta only be by the time this comes out it's gotta only be like days days and days away it's very exciting we can't wait to get married um but before i get married to elizabeth i think we have to do some (gasps) segments and now segments So, segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I to say we can move on to our segments. And now, segments. Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. All right, here we go. It's time for some segments. I, I was going to laugh. What if you do that during your actual wedding? <laughs> hey, before I say I do, I think it's time. For <laughs> and then we like do some nanny trivia. That'd be fun. Yeah. We, we hop up on on uh, under the chuppah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What well, you've all been waiting for? <laughs> um, no. So favorite lines and moments. I loved. Should I get a? Should I get you a fork to stick to stick in yourself? You're done. Oh, so good. And the delivery, ten out of ten. Um, I loved when uh, Nanny Fine uh, or Fran, I'm just saying it from Cece's perspective, but she comes in wearing this crazy coat and then Cece goes, Nanny Fine, cute coat. How many Muppets had to die to make it? (laughs) (laughs) Just a good line. I like, um, oh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. This is just my last one because I said so many others. There is a moment when Fran is telling Val that, you know, Mr. Sheffield is going to propose and that she's invited to the dinner and she goes, but Val act surprised and then Val goes oh! and then she goes not now Val <laughs> just, just the immediacy of an order and then her do it like thinking it's an order act surprised and she does it no questions asked yeah she's she, at, uh, like you say jump Val says how high like it she's great um, I I said a lot of mine too, and you said a lot of mine during the episode. But I did really like uh, that. I, that I'll point out. Um, I really liked your uh, CC saying you're flirting with the help, Maxwell, and Fran going, "Eh, I'm not really that much of a help." <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I like that so too. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked <laughs> Brighton doing that awkward Austin Powers impression. Is like not just dated; it's like awkward. <laughs> Yes, but I would say that I bet that um, because Austin Powers doing it was sort of a nod to that sleazy photographer culture, a lot of people might not have even clocked it was parodying Austin Powers. They might just be like, oh, it's parodying the like world of fashion photography, you know? I mean, I guess he went, oh, behave. It was, he was doing it with a British accent too. I don't know. Anyway, I thought that was weird and dated. Um, I really liked the Yetta. Finally, these three kids will have a father. Yeah. I also liked Cece. Um, Maxwell calls to say he's like they're waiting and waiting for him to come home, and he doesn't come home. And then he calls, and he's like, "I'm going to be late," and he hangs up. And then Cece goes, "Well, at least he gave you a ring, ring, <laughs> <laughs> which is a like, ring. so bitchy." 
<laughs> oh yeah, she was reveling in the fact that this. Yeah. Or I think you know it was just like her last hope that this wasn't going to work out. I know. Um, and that was it for lines and moments for me. Let's close up the lines and moments bag, mm, and uh, and then let's put on our um, what it, what hats. would it be? Our Yiddish hats. Yiddish okay. Hats. Uh, so I clocked Mamala, which is just sort of an affectionate mm. term. It kind of means like mm-hmm. little mama. You'd be like, oh, Mamala, yeah, mama. like you look you look so good, you know that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yep. I think that's the only. One. Did we get a mazel tov? I can't. Yes, we did get a mazel tov, yes. I think. Yes. Which is congratulations. Um, uh, and actually, right, so mazel, I should say mazel tov is Hebrew, not Yiddish, but still. True, but it counts. It all counts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's take off our Yiddish hats um, and then let's put on our trivia socks. Okay, trivia socks, one, then the other. So in, mm-hmm. in lieu of trivia, I'm actually going to read some listener responses because mm. a couple weeks ago on our Instagram, we asked, what is your favorite Yetta moment? And I think mm. that this got the most like response, listener response for, of, of any question we've ever asked on the podcast, which is <laughs> so adorable. I love it. Um, so I'm just going to read them out. Okay. So it's one of them was actually from this episode. Um, Barca Maze says it's always harder for the young ones to accept when Niles is on the couch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nanny Daily Images account responded, "It's all body language. Watch the walk." Yetta to Cece. <laughs> Lisa and seventeen oh one cited the same moment. Um, <laughs> Lisa photos two oh one says when she pinches Niles is behind, thinking he's her husband. Um, oh, we got, uh, uh, this is hard to say, but a, oh, a guy called Chris. I, I thought it was a much more complicated name. I was like, a guia call. <laughs> a guy called Chris. He also has the, it's all body language, walk the walk. Mm-hmm. He also said, Triscuits with milk. That's not kosher. <laughs> I forgot uh, that. <laughs> and that he also, he's a big Yada fan, which I appreciate. He says, I'm sorry I'm late. I had to dig up a brassiere that hooks in the front. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. We have not gotten to this because apparently it's a season six one, but 5H3 Dinosaur says in season six when she says, you bastards. <laughs> so I can't <laughs> wait to get to whatever that's about. Oh, and, me neither. <laughs> and also, I did. I always love this line. I think it's from an earlier season. It's, I came because they brought me, and I don't know how to get home from here. <laughs> oh, I think that was when they were in the timeshare. I do too, in Florida. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> M- Melissa Huey says the chorus line moment at the end of this, at the end of the producers in season six, which we still mm, yes. have to get to. I would love a producers episode. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And then Nicholas Alexander said, "Um, oh, we had two. So the first was." Uh, Yetta's Letters in Season 6 is one of my favorite episodes. And then also, oh, yeah, and when Yetta said she had a threesome. (laughs) (laughs) So this is, yeah, because it means there's still a lot of good Yetta stuff to come, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Let them them use – I mean, going into this final season, they should use the the whole cast as much as they can, you know, because – uh, well, A, because I feel like as we've kind of heard, they're going to, the, the, you know, the, the runway for stories once they're together kind of starts to run a little low, you know, yeah, yeah. so, or a little short. So I think it's probably makes sense that at a certain point they're like, hey, let's, who else we got? 
<laughs> Who else can we get up to bat? Who um, else is here? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> and that makes me happy. Um, yeah. and so, but so again, thank you everyone for for responding. We had so much fun reading those. Um, and so happy that Yetta is such a fan favorite. It's just the best. Uh, and then final, let's put on our uh, Fran or Cece bloomers. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> oh, we're going to town the whole lo- okay whole- i got them on <laughs> um okay who did you did you feel like you related to anyone specifically in this episode um i feel like i probably related most to brighton yeah baby <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's related to Brighton a few times recently. I know. I, he's my uh, he's my dude now. You know, he's very funny. They're giving him a lot of good stuff, and and they moved him away from being like skeevy, like pervert. I know, I know. They really found his lane when he was just sort of sad underdog, even though he's rich as hell, but yeah. like still underdog. Yeah. Um. What about you? I, you know, sent think Cece all the way, just, you know, hope, hopelessly trying to wait something out when there's no hope for me. Mm. I think I've done, I've done that mm. in life for sure, especially when yeah. I was younger. Um, I mean, I guess I also kind of felt like uh, the joy of Fran once they got engaged. I, I was going to say Maxwell, but like, I didn't, I didn't lose my. Like I didn't get mugged on my <laughs> engagement night. <laughs> although, although I'll tell this real quick and then we can wrap it up. Uh, uh, I did. So like, I don't know if I told this on the podcast, but like I basically uh, took Elizabeth out. Right. And then what I wanted was I, I wanted to have all these candles lit in our apartment when we got back, you know, and then I was going to walk back into the apartment and all a hundred candles. And then I was going to get on my knee and then ask her to marry me. Mm-hmm. So I asked our roommate at the time, will you light all these candles? I'll text you when we're finishing dinner. And then can you like get all this set up? And he was like, yes. So I text him when we're finishing dinner and we leave. And it was like dinner was very close. So we like walked back to the house and like, I don't hear from him to be like, all right, all good. But we're like getting closer and closer to the house and we get right to the front door and uh, I put the key in the lock and I start to open the door and all of a sudden my roommate comes and he like shoves the door closed <laughs> in our faces <laughs> and then like cracks it open and is like, uh, I, uh, I spilled some stuff on the floor. I got to clean it up. And then he like shuts the door and locks it. And we're like, <laughs> and, and Elizabeth's like, that's weird. And I'm like, yeah, that is weird. But let's just give him some time to clean it up. We'll go on like a little walk around the neighborhood. And so like, think about it though, from Liz's perspective, this is like completely not normal behavior. Not normal behavior at all from Liz. No, it's not normal behavior at all from Liz's perspective. It had to be the weirdest, but I really sold it as totally normal. I was like, I was like, Oh yeah, that makes total sense that he would want to do that. Let's, let's give the guy some space. And she was like, I guess. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. It's great. So then, and you know, and then I also like, but I didn't want to oversell it. So then I was like, Sherrard, right? I mean, God, I can't believe him. <laughs> and then we start going for like this walk. And then we get like, I don't know, maybe half a block away. And I get a text from Sherrard and he's like, all right, I'm ready. And I go, you know what? I don't want to walk. Let's go back. <laughs> like, <laughs> did she have any, it. did she have any no. um, suspicion? Okay. No, no. Um, and then, uh, so then we walk back and then we get there and then I open the door and it's all, it's all ready to go. But 
that was like as close as I got to like <laughs> to like screwing up my own um you know screwing up my own in- engagement but to be, well, at least it I wasn't say, a to be sure that yeah and it wasn't you I mean the fun the thing that makes that funny is like you would <laughs> I, you would be very tempted if it was me I'd be like oh, I throw Sherrard under the bus so much harder. I'd be like, he's probably doing something gross in there, Liz. We should get out of here. Like, it's just to get us out of there, you know? Like, oh, oh, what is he naked behind the door? Gross. Because, <laughs> like, to me, I'm like, I truly would be like, I don't think there's any other explanation I can think of than, like, he was doing something weird. Like, if I was Liz, I think yeah. I would have 100% thought that. <laughs> but anyway, but it's an adorable story. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, fun? you – it's a fun story. It's I, it, it would have been extra fun if like he had knocked over a candle and then was putting it out and then there's a fire in the house. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah but yeah, no. I so okay. So you're the Fran and I'm the Cece. <gasps> Finally, we did it. We've done it that before. We've done <laughs> yeah, we do that a lot. Um, okay. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. Yes. Again, momentous episode. Can't wait to see how this all plays out in future episodes. Visit yeah. us at Oh Mr. Chef Pod uh, Instagram. That's where we mostly live. Though Sean is mm-hmm. sometimes on Twitter, I guess. And I then know. also the email. Oh yeah! If you want to send us an email, it's Oh Mr. Sheffield Podcast at Gmail That goes right to us, and we read them greedily, like like greedy little attention mm-hmm. pigs. All right, uh, Toria, I will talk to you in exactly one week and not a moment sooner. Thank God. Okay, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. The Flushing Girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Miss Fine.